The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy, and with me, as always, is the other host of that show, Tag. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break the bunch down one episode at a time. What we do, Tag, mm. as you know, we yeah. take the episode, we break mm. it down, mm. we decide it's too mature for its age mm. and demand it to be older. Mm. And get a secret admirer, West Virginia style, mm-hmm. all for you, our listener. West Virginia style. I apologize to any West Virginians out there that are listening, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Come on. You're from there. Um, <laughs> on today's episode, we look at season three, episode 21, entitled Cindy Brady Lady. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make it a, at least a little bit more funny if you do. Mm-hmm. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Sulu, Sulu like Star yep. Trek, on Hulu, CBS All Access, and, and hold yeah. on, I, I hate to stop right now because we're getting into it, but yeah, man, we had the, the worst luck this week. Did we? We did. Yeah, because when I was doing the synopsis, I was yeah. so proud of myself. I'm so mm-hmm. proud. And I was like, man, I really want to see who played the judge. So I look and I'm like, on IMDb, I'm like, wait a minute, season episode 21 doesn't have a judge? Yeah, it does. I just saw the judge. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I was like, no, 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 no. So I look and I had forgotten that there were episodes missing off Hulu. Yeah. And I did the synopsis for the last episode. Mm. <laughs> so that means I had to go back and do this synopsis last night, like 1030 or whatever, whatever time it was. Yeah. So then. Is that all that happened in this episode? No, 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 no. What else so happened? then, can you name um, two more things? <laughs> yes. Um, well, at least one more thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just one more thing. So Tack and I get all set up last night, and we well, Tack recorded his side of this episode, <laughs> and I, I don't. Jimmy all decided. I can exp- eh, I'm not feeling it tonight. That's for some reason my recorder didn't record. I don't know why. I have no yeah. idea, but this was the recorder. That if you guys remember, if you guys are keeping up with the saga, which I know you are, mm-hmm. um, I had ordered a new recorder for the podcast. I ordered a Tascam DR40, mm-hmm. right? It got lost in transit. Mm-hmm. So I had to get a refund. So I ordered a Tascam DR40X because that's brand new. Mm-hmm. And when it arrived at my door, lo and behold, there was my Tascam DR40X and the Tascam dr 40 Nice. That I already already gotten a refund on. Nice. So apparently the new one didn't record like it was supposed to. So here we are tonight recording again. That's why if you saw Tax Facebook post, that's why it might be a day or so late. Because we're recording a day or so late. So yeah. So well, again. I mean, <laughs> the recording thing was probably my fault, but the whole mix up with the task cams that was that was somebody else's, else's fault. fault. That whose was fault was that? Fault. You know whose fault that was? Who? That was that was the fault of. It was Amazon Prime. Prime. <laughs> that was a drawn right. out one. You did it. You did it. 
That was a drawn out one, but we're going to have to figure that. At some point, we're going to have to retire that. It's going to suck. <laughs> no. You know what? We'll always find some corny way to fit that in. Yeah. We, even it? if it's just, it's no longer available on Amazon Prime. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't even know what started that. How did we get started with that Amazon Prime? Like, <laughs> I don't remember. Just one of those things. I guess. So how, how, what? how was your, or I, I guess I should ask you, how was your day? But for the listeners, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it was good. Just, uh, you know, working and hanging out and nothing exciting. Cool. Okay. Yours? Um, fine as wine kind of chatty, you know what I mean? Hmm. <laughs> you say that every time. Isn't today a special day? Uh, yeah. Isn't it like D-Day? I don't no, know. I'm, te- that, I'm teasing. But... I'm teasing. Um, yeah, today is my 18th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Heck yeah. Why, thank you. Hmm. Like, I like it. That's uh that's impressive. I can't imagine being with somebody that long. Hmm. That's crazy. What's funny is for me and my wife, it and I, I this isn't I'm not trying to get one of those oh moments. I'm really not. But to me and my wife, it really doesn't feel like 18 years. It feels it doesn't feel like that long oh, at all. Everybody listen to it <laughs> yeah, together. Everybody listen. Oh. Yeah, it really doesn't. Anybody that's been married a long time probably says the same thing, like unless you really don't like your spouse. Um, hmm. it doesn't feel like that long at all. Hmm. That's nice. I've never had a relationship last longer than three years, so hmm. kudos to you. Well, me. I guess that's not really that kind of You've never had a romantic relationship. Romantic relationship. Right. Hmm. Yes. Speaking that's of romantic true. relationships, I saw our friend Ron today. He was in season one. He was on he was our very first uh first yeah, guest. First guest. So I saw him this weekend. That was fun. That's good. What'd you guys yeah. do? We walked around the dirt mall. Ooh, what'd you find? Any, and anybody that's not from Florida, um, dirt malls or flea markets. So, did you want to say any, tech coin you, that phrase? What did you buy anything? I didn't know. My son is really into collecting license plates. Oh, so. you can get license plates next to the store where he can get. Is that is that right next to the place where you can get ninja stars and dragon sculptures? Well, it's sort of, kind of. I know the table you're talking about, but no, it's next to the table that has ninja stars and dental picks. <laughs> dental yeah, picks. Yeah, dental picks. Oh, and an, an assortment of shitty pocket knives. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's right down the way from the place where you can get, like, the glass mirrors with Bugs Bunny on them. Yeah. And the, the, yeah, and they have the glass mirrors with Bugs Bunny on them, but they also have those those weird backlit picture frames that has something moving back and forth in the foreground, so it looks oh. like it's three-dimensional. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And just down that way, if you go a little bit further down, is where they sold they sell barbecue, like barbecue meat, like barbecue and like yard equipment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right yeah, next yeah. to the place that has a bunch of tasers. <laughs> <laughs> and then randomly like like turtles. Like live ones. Tasers and turtles. Yeah, I know where that yeah. place is. Tasers yeah, and yeah, turtles. Yeah. yeah. But it was right around that area. Okay, I got you now. Cool. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, good. Is that cool. right next to the place where you can get old pans as well as a box of random McDonald's toys? Well, so uh, kind of, sort of kind. They have the McDonald's toys sometimes, depending on if her grandson, you know, gets tired of playing with them and she brings them in to sell them. But it's really, it's the main part of the table are those spatulas you use on your grill, like you were saying, but with an NFL team on it. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. The NFL spatulas. Okay. Yeah. I know where it's at now. Okay, cool. 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 And that's right across the way from the, where you go get laser cut stickers done, you know, like naked ladies in bikinis and stuff like that. It's, oh. yeah, it's right around that area. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah. And the right we were talking. All right. Okay, cool. Just so that in just case anybody else out there wants a license plate. Fun, <laughs> <laughs> fun. Yes. Yes. Well, I guess uh, after all that, we should probably take our first break. It's been eight minutes, you know. It has been eight minutes. So, okay. <laughs> all right, cool. We'll uh, take our first break, and then when we get back, we'll uh, get into this. Yay, yay. Yep. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. are back Ooh, Ooh. baby man i pulled something I, I, in my back on that one i was, I was gonna to say do. i can tell you've been watching them world championships man you're pulling a straight up simone biles we're gonna have to call that the van sickle right there <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, i'm still working on it i don't want to coin it just yet but. i don't know if you've been watching the championships but homegirl won her seventh gold medal in a row that's amazing oh. I haven't been. I usually watch like gymnastic, women's gymnastics too. They're saying she's the most decorated um, Olympian ever now. She's got 29 medals, 19 of which, no, 25 medals, 19 of which are gold. What's her name? Simone Biles. Hmm. Well, thank you for your service. Simone she looks, Biles. I mean, and she's like more muscular than either one of us, which isn't saying a whole lot, but she's just huge. Like she's small, but huge. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like me downstairs. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, all right. Don't we um, have an episode to go through? (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We have the Brady Bunch season three, episode twenty-one, entitled "Cindy Brady Lady." Mm. Let's get back into this. This episode first aired February eighteenth, nineteen seventy-two, four days after Valentine's Day. Totes the dorms. It kind of kind of weirdly fits in a weird sort of way. Mm -hmm. Um, Written by Al Schwartz and Larry Ryan. Directed by Hal Cooper. Hmm. According to IMDb, 
Cindy walks into the kitchen with Tommy and hands Alice some flowers to put into water. Mm -hmm. As they leave, actress Susan Olsen sticks her tongue out because she thought they were rehearsing. And some of you may have spotted that because I posted it on Instagram. (laughs) That's where (laughs) that picture came from. Her face is like, if she had made a noise doing it, yeah. it would be like, bah. Yeah, you can tell she really <laughs> didn't want to do it. She probably had to do that scene multiple times and she just didn't feel like it. Anyways, um, it is also especially noticeable in this episode, um, but also in any episode where they feature, feature the backyard, that there was no glass or screen present in the sliding glass doors. Yeah. So <clears> in <throat> one point in this episode, if you go back and watch it, um, what's his name, Tommy? Tommy knocks on the, the door. I'm doing it like people can see me. Um, (laughs) He knocks on the door and the whole frame of it rattles because there's no glass weighing it down. It's kind of (laughs) funny. All right. We fade in. Mm. Scene one. We open to see Jan and Cindy in the bathroom. We see Jan putting in curlers with Cindy watching. Jan takes a curler out, stares at the mirror and says, dreamy, huh? The hairstylist (laughs) called exotic miss she then asks cindy do i look exotic cindy replies asking what does exotic mean cindy plays with her curlers and says maybe i should fix my hair like that then i'd become a woman become a woman of the world too hmm. and J- <laughs> and jan turns to cindy and tells her that it would still look silly on her because she still looks like a child hmm. cindy takes offense to this saying i am not either and storms off. Oh, in a huff. Woo. So, like, you know, Cindy looks at her and is like, Wow, you're exotic. Was your father a GI? <laughs> you remember that? No. Uh, that's from the office. When uh, Michael Scott sees uh, uh, Rashida Jones for the first time, right. he goes, You're exotic. Was your father a GI? Yeah. Um, what was up with uh, Jan's like bandana shirt she was wearing, and and like the music was different, like the bumper music was different in this episode. It's like they really? got they got like a new like batch of like bumper <laughs> songs, and like we're gonna use them all in this episode because the show started off with like almost like a cowboy song, like bumper. <laughs> they downloaded the expansion pack, <laughs> 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 and it just fit with like Jan's bandana shirt. You know, it just was. <laughs> I wonder if that's why they did it. I wonder if the sound guy's like, look at that ugly shirt. Hey, watch this. <laughs> Pull that thing. What's ironic is right now I'm wearing my Dunder Mifflin shirt. See that? Oh, nice. <laughs> um, also, I love um, I love the bit where Cindy puts her pulls her pigtails on her head. I just I don't know why I thought that shit was funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> All right, scene two. Down in the family room, we see Cindy at the table coloring. Which is kind of funny because just the last thing she says was, I'm not a child. Next shot is her coloring at the table. Anyway. <laughs> From now we, on, I'm going to be looked at as an adult. Next thing she's coloring. <laughs> Pass me the gold. And we hear Marsha talking on the phone. We hear Marsha say, I know, Jerry. I think you're groovy, but I already promised to go to the dance with Doug Williams. What's any relation, relation to Barry Williams? I, uh, I, I still think it's his dad. Like, you know, some kind of really mean joke. Wow. He was probably standing right off camera like, really, guys? Really? (laughs) Anyway, sorry, but he asked first. Marsha listens for a moment, gets excited, and says, a soda tomorrow? Let me check my schedule. She then drops the phone for a minute, pretending to check her schedule. 
Then, as she's doing this, Cindy is stifling her laughter. Finally, <laughs> Marsha lifts the receiver again, telling Jerry she can make it and that she'll see him tomorrow at school. And hangs up the phone. See, I still don't notice her saying that. I listen all <laughs> the time. I can't tell her saying later, school. Wait till she gets like in high school and all that. And later episodes, she says okay. all the time, school. Anyway, Cindy gets up and walks to Marsha saying, wow, a dance and a soda all in one week. What a slut. <laughs> and then Marsha brags saying, it's no big deal. Cindy thinks for a moment and says, maybe I'll ask someone to call me. Marcia smiles and looks at her sister and says, Oh, Cindy, you stupid child. You don't ask a boy to call you. You get him to call you. When Cindy asks how, Marcia tells her, By being mature and playing it cool. Cindy seems offended, saying, I'm cool, but nobody calls and asks me for a soda. <laughs> when Marcia says, Cindy, you're not even 10 years old. Cindy comes back with, Yeah, but I still get thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Marcia tries to get Cindy to understand by saying, Children don't go on dates and you're just a baby. Oh, damn. C Cindy seems offended by, by this, exclaiming, Baby, why did I have to be born so young? And storms off in a huff all the way out of the den, through the kitchen, up the <laughs> stairs to her room. She grabs her kitty carry all doll and tells it, I'll show him. From now on, I'm going to be an older woman. It's really hard to like express your anger when you have to walk through the dining room, <laughs> through the living room, up the stairs. I don't yeah. know why that, that cracked me up. Hmm. But I, I went ahead and looked up because I got curious whether Doug Williams is Barry Williams' dad. It, it was bugging me. Yeah. And what you find? Well, apparently his name isn't Barry Williams. What? Like his middle name is William. Oh, okay. His last name is Blankenhorn. I can see that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Blankhorn. I can still see why you changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Blankhorn. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So that it's not his dad. No. Oh, all right. I think the I feel like the kids back then dated more than the kids today do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like even, I mean, we're a slightly older, older generation, but like when you're, you know, trying to woo a female tag, yeah. usually you go yeah. on a date for the purpose of either getting to know her better, like in a romantic sense yeah, or, you know, partaking in some, you know, promiscuous activities. Um, Jimmy, stop. I doubt you just... <laughs> call a girl and go on a date because you're bored and it's a Friday night. <laughs> and it seems right. like they do the, like a time after school. Maybe I'll go on a date. You know, like I don't think kids that do that. I don't know. Like, I don't remember my daughters ever going on dates. That's it. I mean, they dates. Feel like, I feel like they go on a date like every day after school. <laughs> seems like it a lot for them. So I don't know. Also, mm -hmm. um, in your opinion, do you think Marsha dates too many guys? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's a, I would encourage them to kind of have fun and just kind of play the field a little bit. I mean, right. um, it's better than like having some long-term boyfriend that she's in love with and she's going to run away with and get married now, babies. <laughs> you know, when she's but like Dad, only 14. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Hmm. I think it's better this way. <laughs> okay. 
keeping it simple. Cool. So, I the Cindy says the line, "Why did I have to be born so young?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's deep, man." <laughs> you know, it just seemed like some lyrics to like some classic rock something or other. Why well, did I have to it, be born so young? <laughs> it reminds me of Forever Young. I don't know why okay. it reminds me. Of it. It's not really the same thing, but it kind of reminds me of it. <laughs> Hmm. And also, uh, when she went up to her room and laid on the bed, we had an interesting little angle on the girl's room we'd never seen before, yeah. which is, it was like an overhead shot looking down on the bed, and it was kind of kind of. Just neat. think, if, if they would have added a slow-moving ceiling fan, that'd be a detective movie right there. Uh-huh. Boom! That's true. It would have been. What's it called? Those kind of movies, the genre? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, fuck. I know our listeners are probably like, hello, and they're probably screaming it at us right now. <laughs> Let me see if I can Jenny's hear like, one. they fuck up football. And now they're going to fuck this up, too. Um, I can't oh, remember. damn. I almost had it. Yeah. It, like, pops its head up in your brain and goes, hello, and then runs away. You know? Isn't it like that French word? Like, noir yeah. or yeah. something like that? Film noir? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> We're anyway. going to piss off a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get it all wrong. <laughs> We're going to have, anyway. like, the guy that invented it writing us be like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> and Cindy's also rocking the Hang 10 shirt, I noticed, too. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. We need, we almost need some kind of sound bite <laughs> for when you notice costume stuff. <laughs> like, da, 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 you know, a little uh, fanfare. <laughs> there, yeah, yeah. Well, scene three. Now up in the master bedroom. Oh, oh shit. We see Cindy playing dress up in the mirror. Oh. She's wearing a, fla- a flower dress and has on what looks like a wig. Like to me, it looks like a wig. I don't think it was though, because I don't think Cindy has that much hair. She has got a lot of hair. I was impressed. Yeah. It actually looked really nice. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> say what? <laughs> say <All right>. What? <laughs> well, she's like fifty something now, man. Like it ain't gross. No. <laughs> and she, she's like a child. No. And she, <laughs> and she backs away from the mirror to look at herself. Mike and Carol come walking in saying, oh, pardon me, madame. We were looking for our daughter, Cindy, about so high. Hmm. Carol joins in saying, and has lovely bon bon ponytails. Cindy looks at Carol and tells her, "Um, that Cindy doesn't live here anymore. I'm grown up and mature now. Hmm. She then begins to walk away, but can't balance on her high heels she's wearing and falls just in time for Mike to catch her. Hmm. Mike glances at her feet for a moment and says, I think maybe you should get out of those shoes before you fall and break your neck. Hmm. Carol cuts in and asks if she can borrow the dress because she was going to wear it to the party tonight. Hmm. Cindy begins to complain saying right when I was feeling all grown up, now I'm going to feel like a little girl again. (laughs) Mike asks, what's wrong with being a little girl? Cindy crosses. See that line bugs me. It makes it sound like Mike dresses up like a little girl when Carol's not home. <laughs> you walk in with Mike having pigtails and stuff. Um, what's wrong with being a little girl? What? Um, Cindy crosses her arms and tells Mike everything. When you have two older sisters, mm. Carol clearly not understanding <laughs> states the obvious. But Cindy, you've always had two sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that cracked me up so much. I know Cindy just looks You've at always Mike. had two sisters. <laughs> Cindy just looks at Mike. Mike just looks at her like, I don't know. <laughs> Mike just looks at her and goes, I am sorry. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. 
<laughs> you think Mike Pat and Carol went very good, honey. Very good. <clears throat> Cindy continues saying, but now boys take them places like dancing and football games and pizza places. Hmm. Mike begins by telling Cindy that she can do all those things when she gets a little older. Carol chimes in saying, don't be in such a hurry. This should be the happiest time of your life. Cindy asks, then why am I so miserable? Mike answers, I'll tell you why you're so miserable. Because you're trying to act your sister's age instead of your own. See See what I did? That's how he did it, too. Carol reminds Cindy that she will be a teenager in just a few short years. But impatient Cindy replies, but I want to be a teenager now, and begins Hmm. to stumble out of the room, but is stopped by Carol, who asks if she can have her shoes back because they go with the dress. Hmm. Cindy hands the shoes back to Carol and storms out of the room. Oh, in a huff. Oh. Mm. We got a lot of these coming up. Yes, indeed. Um, I thought, I kind of felt like Mike and Carol handled this pretty well. All right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not bad. I mean, Mike always handles it well. Carol, yeah. on the other hand, was confused at the fact that his, her daughter had sisters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, both of them were firm yet fair. Like, okay, we understand that you want to do this. And they were, you know, empathetic about it. But the fact is, you're, you're just a child. You're not going to go with a stranger to a pizza place when you're just a child, even if it is the 70s. Um, <clears throat> also, Carol, Carol doesn't mind her in their plain dress up. I felt like they just got in trouble for this, like last season. Oh, yeah, they well, did. They didn't. They, I think it was Jane and Marsha that got in trouble for it. I think they were all three in there, I think. but Was it? I know definitely Jane and Marsha, but I, mm. I, I thought maybe all three were in there, but maybe not. Hmm. I don't know. I hmm. feel like they that we just went through this, and they're yeah. kind of going back on things. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, all right, so scene four. We're down in Alice's room. We see her this sitting is new. in her. Yeah, well, I don't think her, it's new. But. No, we've seen it before, but not very often. We see her sitting at the vanity cleaning off her makeup. She mm. stops, looks at the mirror, and says, I need to get a new mirror, one that lies a little. <laughs> Through the mirror, we see Cindy at the doorway to the room. Alice invites her in and jokes, saying, It's me, in case she didn't recognize. Cindy quietly walks in, finally sitting down on the bed and asks, Alice, Mom and Dad are at the party. Can I talk to you? Alice tells her certainly and listens. Cindy tells Alice that everyone in the house treats her like a baby. (laughs) And she wants to be older. And Alice goes, <laughs> What's funny is she said it with a lisp too. <laughs> Alice, everybody treats me as a baby. <clears throat> baby talk, Sorry. baby talk. It's a wonder you can walk. <laughs> Alice jokes, saying, Well, that's life for you. You want to be older, and I want to be younger. <laughs> you think you have a tough job? Try mine for a while. I got to wear a uniform, even though I'm, quote, part of the family (laughs) and be forced to go on trips. (laughs) So you don't have to wear a uniform and you go to school. (laughs) I can't get a day off unless I find a replacement. (laughs) But no, I'm part of the family. (laughs) I'm sequestered in this tiny 10 foot by 10 foot room, but I'm, quote unquote, part of the family. I don't even have my own bathroom. (laughs) I went into the kitchen one night, middle of the night, and Mike was running out. What are you doing out here? <laughs> oh, overtime. 
I, can't. I gotta pee in the washing machine, okay? <laughs> I can't even sit in the family room and write a letter to my sister without being questioned and banned from the room. She's like, but I can damn sure go in there and listen to my radio, can I? <laughs> See how that works? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. We need to like, make we brought the radio back. <laughs> we need to make shirts that say like hashtag free Alice. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> uh, anyway. <clears throat> so you think you have a tough job. Tried mine for a while. Cindy vents some more explaining how she fixed her hair like Jan. She wore high heels and everything. And people still think she's little Cindy. Alice thinks for a minute and tells Cindy, you know what your real problem is, honey? You can't fight Mother Nature. It's a losing battle. Believe me, I've blown enough money on ammunition. <laughs> she turns to her vanity and telling Cindy to look at what she has to do. She demonstrates how she has to put cold cream on her forehead and wrinkle cream on her neck. Then some genuine imported European mud for any spots she missed in between. Then, to make sure her double chin doesn't go triple, she has to sleep with her head in a hammock. She then turns to Cindy with multiple creams on her face and a ridiculous strap around her head and says, Trick or treat! <laughs> Cindy screams and runs out. No. <clears throat> Cindy laughs. Cindy, like, scream bloody murder, like a horror movie scream. Ah! And they just run out. Cindy laughs and tells her, you do have a tougher job than me. They both just laugh. <laughs> you know, Alice, I think in this scene, I think Alice was ahead of her time. How so? But like, just hear me out. Okay. If you think about it, like early in the scene, she's like, I need to get a new mirror. One that lies a little. Yeah. It, she's talking about Instagram filters. Oh, like Snapchat and stuff yeah. like that? Oh, Yeah. Alice was like psycho. Yeah. She was like one of those people that see the future. Yeah. She's got uh, FBI, no, ESPN. <laughs> uh, telekinesis? Something like that. Something she got like that, that too. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> hmm. That's pretty neat. I just realized that. Um, also, I, I couldn't help but wonder who, who the people were in the photos in the background. Oh, I, I know. Can't. Like, we've seen those before. Like, like I've noticed them before, but you know, yeah. obviously they don't say. But. I mean, I I can't imagine. I mean, if you if you listen to to podcasts like, um, what is it, the Say by the Bell podcast? Um, other, other what's that? No, not Tell Go Bayside. The other one. Oh, oh, Zach to the Future. <clears throat> yeah, if you listen to Zach to the Future, he talks about how they did back how they did um, Say by the Bell. How the the main parts of the set that were used all the time were set up permanently. And then ones yeah. that they only, you only use once in a while were set up as needed. Yeah. I can't imagine that Carol's room or that Alice's room was set up permanent. Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like it was set up when needed. Yeah. But they had to have made the choice every time to put those pictures on the wall. And I thought <clears throat> on the Brady renovation show, I thought the girl that played Jan, Eve Plum, I thought she had made a comment saying that they came from Alice's trailer, like from her dressing room. Now you're referring to the black and white photos of like looks like yeah, family members. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I don't know. It would just be interesting to find out who those people actually were. 
Yeah, I, I do remember, I think, Eplum mentioning something about that on the renovation, yeah. Because, I, I mean, I went into a slight deep dive when we <clears throat> when I did the synopsis, and I got curious about Alice herself, like, you know, what kind of family she was. And when she passed away, she passed away in, I want to say, 2014, I think. Um, <clears throat> she was living with, like, her brother and his wife or something. Hmm. Or her sister and her husband, something like that. She was she she didn't live by herself. She so family obviously was important to her. So I don't know. I just I'd I'd like to think that this is like her grandparents or something. <laughs> yeah, in my own little world, I I think that'd be cool. But anyways, yeah. Um, also, cool. it hit me that Alice is only at this at this point in history. Alice is only slightly older than you and I are. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, but she Mike portrayed herself as like so old. in their thirties. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> crazy um i thought it was a fun little scene between the yeah. two of them I, I liked it um and uh once again like alice has to put curlers in her hair every night <laughs> yeah. and do all this makeup shit and just to put on a uniform and work at home all day long <laughs> like, it's so pretentious that mike's like well, wait a minute you're doing a good job but we kind of want you to wear a maid outfit <laughs> like, does it make a difference like it's like you're entertaining the family all the time. Yeah. Totally <clears throat> still part of the family. But you're out of uniform. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I can understand that they're having a dinner party or something to be like, I know this is confused. I know this is kind of lame, but would you mind putting on a maid outfit? Just, I mean, just because we're having like my boss over and stuff all the time, like for fucking breakfast and stuff. Like, <laughs> I know. Trying to get the kids out the door for school. Wait a minute. Got to put my maid uniform on. That's <clears throat> <laughs> so dumb. <sighs> Scene five. Out in the driveway, we see Mike and Greg working on the car when Cindy comes walking out, asking Mike to help her with a word. Mike looks at it and pronounces idiosyncrasy. Well, that means uh, peculiarity or something odd in the way a person behaves. Greg gets curious and asks what a word like that is doing in a kid's book. Hmm. Cindy tells him that she's not reading a kid's book. She's reading A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway. Greg takes the book and reads the spine to verify. Sure enough, she's reading Hemingway. Mike politely asks, isn't that a book that's a little old for you? Cindy replies, Marsha's reading it. And if it's Mm. not too old for her, then it's not too old for me. Mm. Greg tries to help by asking Cindy why she doesn't stick to books like, you know, Alice in Wonderland and the Wizard of Oz. Cindy yells at Greg. Those are children's books and stomps off. Oh, in a huff. Greg, who is now completely confused, asks Mike why Cindy is mad at him. Mike explains that she's not. She's upset because she's not as old as her sisters are. They have dates and they get to go places. And she feels like that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Good thing she didn't find one of Marsha's other books. <laughs> You know, like Fifty Shades or something like that. Like, <laughs> I don't um, think Marsha would have that book, but we all know that Alice would for sure. Oh, Alice, yeah, she was, she was playing with a puppet. So, <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> likes to pretend. I get a feeling when the cameras were off. You know, and I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> um, it, one of my weird things, I, I, I can't. I was trying to tell what size engine that was. <laughs> I know that's really lame. Um, yeah. I know they used uh, Plymouth vehicles in this. Uh, that's a Plymouth Starlight, Starlighter, something like that. Uh, it's a 1972 okay. model. I know that. Um, 
Okay. But I couldn't tell what kind of it was either 400 or 383. Do, do you have a do you, can you could you tell by the sticker? Yeah, I was going to go like 383 384, you know. I was thinking you, you know, it's like whatever um, it takes, you know. <laughs> if anybody out there knows by looking at that cuz they have the orange stickers, you know, with the with the 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 shiny foil, you know, with the letters and stuff that goes on the air cleaner. If anybody can tell by looking, it's just bugging me. It's not really important to the storyline at all. Um <laughs> I love how Mike just kind of knows what's wrong with Cindy. I don't know if that makes sense, but like if well, I mean, they just had a conversation about it, so they do. But I mean, they they always portray even today they portray dads as being like fucking morons. Like yeah. what? And he like says the wrong thing, and his daughter yeah. cries and shit. Like, um, but like if something's wrong with your son, like you, you usually have a pretty good idea where to start. You know what I'm saying? Like you have a pretty yeah. good idea of what's going to be bothering him. And I feel like Mike is just on it. I feel like if Carol was there, Carol would have yeah. been like, well, what's wrong with Cindy? And she would have had no <laughs> fucking clue what was going on. Even though yeah. she's known Cindy longer than Mike has. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. All right. Scene six. Up in the girls' room, we see Cindy sitting down doing her nails. We hear Greg apologizing for the Wizard of Oz comment. Greg kneels down next to her and tells her that there is a track meet tomorrow afternoon and asks if she'd like to go with him. Cindy politely says thanks, but tells Greg it's no fun for a girl to go out with her own brother. (laughs) Some states it is. (laughs) (laughs) Like West Virginia. Welcome back, West Virginia. (laughs) Uh, Just then, Peter walks into the room and asks Cindy if she'd like to go on a hike tomorrow afternoon with him. Greg stands up in front of Peter and sternly tells him, uh, Cindy doesn't like to date her own brothers. And Peter blankly stares at Greg and simply says, okay. <laughs> it would have been funny if Greg would have been like, hey, you know, sorry for that Wizard of Oz comment, but those munchkins are pretty funny, aren't they? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been messed up. That's wrong tag. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, did you notice how Peter entered the room? What's that? Peter entered through the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't go way out into the hallway and come in the proper way. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Maybe that's just a thing with these. I mean, if this is the same kind of family that makes their maid wear an outfit all the time. Maybe yeah. they're the weirdos that walk out into the hallway instead of cutting through the bathroom. <laughs> or maybe Cindy used to pee with the door open or something and they're afraid to walk in there. I don't know. But... um. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and another weird thing it's a Jimmyism, I'm sure mm. Peter kind of reminded me of the kid from uh, Flight of the Navigator just I mean I guess he can certain I faces he makes certain like when he was like okay just that look he got when he's like okay he looked like that kid I was expecting like a little eyeball to float in and go compliance you know <laughs> yeah. I can see that I guess and I just recently watched that movie well Did we you? watched it again because uh uh, my son had never seen it, so we watched it. You know, <clears throat> a tangent just real fast. If you go to to Disney World, to the Magic Kingdom, yeah. and you go I into know what you're gonna say, yeah, go ahead. But some of our listeners may not. If you go into yeah, Tomorrowland, yeah. right, and you go to where the um, the rockets are, I can't remember what they're calling missions, not Mission Space. Uh, it's an Epcot. Um, the the rockets. Everybody knows the rockets that sit in the middle of Tomorrowland. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And you walk just on the other side of that pavilion. So that you're on the side that's closest to um, Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. You'll see a, a stand that's on your left-hand side. 
yep. just slightly left. If you're looking at Space Mountain, it's probably about 10 o'clock to your left. And it's like a like a stand where you buy drinks and frozen drinks and all this kind of stuff. Yep. On top of it, you see this orange spaceship, right? Mm-hmm. That was actually one of the screen-used um, uh, ships from Flight of the Navigator that yep. they took from the Backlot Tour when they closed it down on MGM Studios. <clears throat> they repurposed this, painted it orange, because I guess it was starting to rust anyways. They painted yeah. it orange and then added like fins to it and a little thing on the nose and added a cockpit and all this kind of, But that was mm-hmm. actually one of the, and if you look at it really, really closely, or if you Google it online, you'll see what I'm talking about. You can see the original shape of it, how it looks exactly like from Flight of the Navigator. Yep. So, yes. That's just yeah, a little bit of cool. useless trivia for you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I thought it was pretty cool that Greg and Peter were trying to like help Cindy and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like, hey, you've been feeling left out here. Let's just do that. You know, let's yeah, go out. I thought so, let's, too. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it, at, at one point it kind of proves that <laughs> Peter and Greg are completely clueless as to what Cindy was really upset about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of neat that they were kind of self-reflecting in the sense that they're like, well, maybe we don't spend enough time with her. She can't go anywhere. So it is kind of unfair. So. Yeah. And I also like how Peter is like so naive to where he's like, man, you're a moron. Cindy doesn't want to date her brothers. And then he's just like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> not offended by it or anything. <laughs> All right. Scene seven. Down in the living room, we see the phone ringing. Or I guess we hear it ringing. And Cindy <laughs> walks toward it saying, I'll get it, mom. She picks up the phone and says, hello. No, Marsha is out. Can I take a message? I got it. Doug Williams. And you're calling about the school dance. She then gets a look on her face, looks around to see if anyone's listening mm-hmm. and says, listen, hmm. I'm Marsha's sister, Cynthia. Ooh. And I was thinking if you had a friend, we could double date. <laughs> and then she does this weird mouth thing. She goes, no, I'm teaching <laughs> <laughs> But as she's saying this, Carol has walked up behind her just in time to hear Cindy say, I know I sound young, but I'm very old for my age. And I I have a lisp. (laughs) That was was terrible. Keep going. Well, that's better than your old pickup line. I can control my gag reflex, which I never understood (laughs) what you meant by that. But... um, (laughs) Uh, Cindy spots Carol listening and tells Doug, I think I'll tell her when she comes in. Bye. And quickly hangs up the phone. Hmm. Carol looks sternly at Cindy and asks, do you remember what your father and I told you about acting your age? Cynthia. Cindy voices her frustration saying, that's such a dumb age. Why can't I skip from eight right to 15? Hmm. And she runs off yet again. Oh, in a huff. Hmm. So, <clears throat> where the hell was this random table with random phone in the living room? Like, I've never seen it. Like, <laughs> it's like that random desk that's in the master bedroom that's just only there when they need it. Otherwise, it's not there at all. Well, you've, you've really never noticed that table? What are you talking about? The table with the joking. phone <laughs> in the living room? <laughs> I just want to see if you could doubt yourself. So, anyways, uh, no, I was thinking the same thing. It's... <laughs> It's almost like they needed a, something to put in front of the camera. Or, I mean, I'm trying to think of, of the layout of the living room. Is this supposed to be the table that's next to the couch? Just on the other side of that brick wall? <laughs> I don't wall? think so. No. Because if it is, what they might be trying to do is 
they obviously can't put the camera behind the table. That's impossible because there's a brick wall there. Right. So they may have moved it out so that it's really supposed to be the camera behind that table shooting up so that we can see Cindy answer the phone. But they couldn't do that, so they had to put it in the middle of the room. <laughs> That's the only this thing like I can a, think of. This was a tall table, though. It wasn't like an end table. You know, this was like came up That's to the waist. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Weird. And it's not the table they put the mail on because that's got a big orange vase thing on it. Not a vase, mm. like an orange, a clear orange bowl on it. Anyways, yeah. um, I, I I gotta hand it to <clears throat> Cindy for trying. She's got balls. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Impressive. She knew what she wanted. She fucking went for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even afraid of consequences. She's like, fuck it. If I go on a bed with a fifteen year old, that's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, I, I kind of looked it up because I got curious. Yeah. Um, because when she says cut from eight to fifteen, I was thinking, but I mean we're in season three, so yeah. that, did, does that really mean that she was five in the first season? There's no way. I guess, yeah, she was really um, young, was she? Um, so yeah. I looked it up, and the girl that plays Cindy, um, Susan Olson, Susan Olson was was born in 1961. Yeah, if this is 1972, she was actually 11 years old when she filmed the scene. Oh. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that kind of ties into the storyline a little bit. It's kind of fucked up that you know, she's 11 playing an eight year old. I guess when you're a kid, it probably doesn't matter that much, but yeah, <clears throat> I imagine on some level it'd be frustrating being 11, but being treated in a lot of ways like you're eight. Hmm. So, cause at this point she's almost teenager in real life. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Scene eight in the living room yet again, Alice comes in with the mail and hollers up to Cindy telling her there's something for her. When she doesn't answer, Alice yells yet again, saying, Package for Cindy Brady. Finally, Cindy comes running down the stairs. When she gets to the bottom, Alice hands her the package. She opens it, and it's a candy bar with a note. (laughs) She reads it and says, Alice, you're not going to believe it. Alice replies, Try me. Cindy looks at it and reads, You don't know me, but I sure dig you, and I'm your secret admirer. Cindy immediately begins to wonder who it could be. Alice tells her whoever it is must think a lot of her because they blew 10 cents on that candy bar. (laughs) Cindy stands at the bottom of the stairs thinking and wondering who could it be. Did you notice Hmm. that it strangely looked like the candy bars that Peter got? (laughs) (laughs) It was the exact same candy bar. It was fucking huge. Like I see what you're talking because we were asking that like, is this just a big candy bar or a big wrapper? No, that's yeah. a big candy bar. Either that or she's got really yeah. tiny hands. It's like an inch thick. And, yeah. yeah. Well, it's more than an inch thick. It's like three inches thick. <laughs> it's huge. Um, I, I really hope that um, at this point in the episode, like I've said before, I don't, I don't watch it first and then do the synopsis. I do the synopsis as I'm watching it. Yeah. I did grow up, like a lot of the people that talk about the Brady Bunch, um, I did grow up... Um, listening to the Brady Bunch in syndication or watching the Brady Bunch in syndication. But yeah. in syndication, you don't go through every single episode. And we have some diehard fans out there that have done it, and that's amazing. Kudos to you guys. Because me and Tech are doing it for the first time now. Yeah. But I really hope they're not – at this point, I was thinking, I really hope they're not rehashing that same lame idea <laughs> where somebody feels <laughs> bad about something and one of the siblings are going to try to make them feel better by fucking lying to their faces. Like I was really hoping <laughs> yeah. they weren't doing that. So, <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you, sir. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> Scene nine. 
Still down in the living room, we see Mike come in through the front door with his briefcase and a very wilted bunch of flowers. Carol walks up to greet him, saying, oh, Mike, you shouldn't have. Mike laughs and says, I didn't. They're for Cindy with a note signed. Yeah, right? Bitch, I didn't get you flowers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) With a note signed, from your secret admirer. Carol asks where he found him. Mike replies, on the front steps. Together, they wonder who the mystery boy is. But Mike mentions that his taste in girls is better than his taste in flowers. Hmm. They both laugh. (laughs) (sighs) So at this point. Why are they assuming gender? Sorry. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. They had had lesbians and and gay guys in the 70s, right? Um, Yeah. um, Jan and Alice. (laughs) 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 <laughs> um but i mean what's what's his name uh john elton john elton john's yeah. from the 70s well robert reed yeah robert reed. robert reed didn't speak up and be like wait a minute guys how come it what makes you think well i guess it said freddie from, mercury freddie mercury yeah yeah so anyway um rock hudson <clears throat> so, um so anyways at, at this point when i was doing the synopsis i'm thinking i'm i'm really really nervous that they're rehashing this plot for the third time. <laughs> like at this point, like that's what's consuming my thoughts. And every scene is like, please tell me they're not doing this. Please tell me they're not doing this. So that's going to be yeah. a running theme through this. Cause I documented that in the notes. <laughs> I was really nervous. All right. Scene 10. We see Greg in the kitchen doing homework at the table. When Bobby comes running in yelling to Greg saying he found a hair ribbon on the back porch along with this note. To Cindy, from your secret admirer. Greg comments saying how the boy has brought her a present every day and that she sure is making a dent in his piggy bank. Mm-hmm. Bobby then calls her Cindy and says, you got another you-know-what from you-know-who and runs off to deliver it. Mm. Mm. So, <clears throat> you didn't think it was strange that, okay, there's a lot of things you could leave for your secret admirer, right? Yep. There's stuffed animals, there's chocolates. But you're not going to leave a box of chocolates unwrapped on the back porch of a house right. <laughs> unless you want fucking ants on it. Yeah. It didn't seem weird that he left a hair ribbon outside. Like, <laughs> like first of all, where the fuck is a boy going to get a hair ribbon from? I mean, okay, you can assume that he bought it from the store, but it's still the fact that you literally found it laying on your back porch. Like, are you really going to put that shit in your hair? <laughs> right. Second, she wears two. So if he brought her a hair ribbon, yay, thank you. I need another one. So now she's going to cut this thing in half <laughs> or just not wear it or go to a ponytail, yeah. which Cindy's like, ooh. Um, <laughs> but also um, Bobby's all like, um, <laughs> Bobby's attitude about this. He was like, a guy is going to give you a present like that unless you're giving him a little boot tag. <laughs> <laughs> and if people don't know who that know what that's from shame on you shame um, first also, of all how dare you <laughs> and also my next thought on that was uh okay so it's not greg or bobby because both of them seem shocked that this was found yeah so hmm. yes <laughs> that's from coming to america by the way great movie you should go watch it after you watch the brady yeah. Okay, scene, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> scene 11. 
Down at the front door, we see Carol putting a coat away in the closet when Peter comes walking in, carrying his school books, yelling for Cindy, literally at the top of his lungs. It was fucking loud. It was, yeah. He's <laughs> like, Cindy! It's like, God damn. Carol scolds him slightly, telling him to keep it down, and that, why does it say slightly? She only scolds him slightly? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Like, now, Peter, but, you know, I'm not that mad. Right, anyways, um, Carol scolds him slightly, telling him to keep it down, and that Cindy isn't even, isn't even home yet. Hmm. Peter presents Carol with a box, telling her he found it by the front door. They open the box, you know, finders keepers, I guess, because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> even though it says Cindy, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> right. Um, and it's a gorgeous tech. I mean, I was floored. Yeah. It's a gorgeous plastic <laughs> or glass ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter looks at it and is completely amazed. Bless his heart. <laughs> Telling Carol that if it's real, if this thing is real, that this child put on the back porch, it is worth <laughs> a fortune. Yeah. Carol just looks at him like he's an idiot. <laughs> she tells him that she doesn't think it's real, but after polishing it, she does think it's an engagement ring because somehow, I guess if it rings dull, it's not an engagement ring. <laughs> Peter, amazed again, says, wow, Cindy is engaged and we don't even know who he is. <laughs> so apparently it's none of the boys. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's that ring's fucking ugly. That's yeah, it's it pretty, pretty. That's ugly. a bubblegum machine ring right there. <clears throat> Indeed. Yes. All right. Scene 12. Up in the girls' room, we see Cindy sitting at the desk trying her new ring on. Jan and Marsha come running into the room excited, saying, Another note for you, Cindy. Cindy eagerly opens it and reads. Jane can't contain her excitement, saying, Wow, he's really flipped over you. <laughs> While Jan pressures her to read it, Cindy, confused, looks at them and says, I am reading it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Marsha and Jan tell her that she needs to read it out loud. And Cindy stands her ground saying, uh, this is personal between my secret admirer and me. Marsha excuses herself and Jan with a, well, pardon us. As they leave, Cindy begins to read. <clears throat> I think of your face and your awful cute dimples from head to toe. I get goose pimples. <laughs> That's adorable, man. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Cindy beams from ear to ear as she folds up the note and puts it away. Wow. Hmm. So, um, my my, I, I hate to keep going back to this, but at this point, I, this this was consuming my thoughts so much. That I was so worried that it was going to be somebody in the house. So my note, I literally put the notes into the show notes, which really doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. I don't think it's the girls, <laughs> but I thought, could it be Cindy herself? I thought that'd be such an interesting twist. Well, kind of like how Jan with George Glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. Especially if like, <laughs> especially if the ring, like as soon as they walked away, Carol's like, wait a minute, that's mine. That came out of my jewelry box. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, Marsha and Jan are nosy as fuck, man. Like, what the? Really? <laughs> like, if the shoe was on the other foot and Jan got some kind of note from a guy, would she sit there and read it to Cindy? Hmm. What the hell? Well, I mean, that scenario never happens anyway, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, so, <laughs> in all seriousness, like, you know they read it coming upstairs, right? 
<laughs> it was just like folded, right? It yeah. Like- yeah. You know, they read it. They, they yeah. already knew what the fuck was in that note. <laughs> yeah. Right. They were like, they were like, oh my god, goose pimples. I want to hear Cindy read. I want to hear her read. Well, it. did you see how quickly they gave up? She's like, no, it's none of your business. They're like, okay, we're defeated. Let's go, Jan. It's because they already knew what was in it. Let's go, goose pe- or Jan. <laughs> All right, scene thirteen. Down in the living room, we hear the phone ring. As soon as it does, Marsha and Jan come running from the kitchen to answer it. As they run in, Marsha says to Mike and Carol, who are sitting in the living room, just off camera, it might be for me. I'm expecting a call. Jan adds, me too. Marsha snatches up the phone with a quick, hello, before Mike has a chance to reach it. When she answers it, we hear, hello, this is Marsha. Oh, Jan assumes it's for her and goes to grab the phone saying, told you so. But Marsha tells Mm. her that it's not for her either. Ooh. Then hollers for Cindy. Oh, hell yeah. She's like, Cindy, phone call. She then tells Jan that it's a boy. Mm. Together, they wonder if they could be the secret admirer. When Cindy comes in, she picks up the phone with a hello. Yes, this is Cindy. Who? (laughs) At last, we're talking face to face. Uh Uh-huh. I got your flowers. Your candy and the big diamond ring. I Mm. like them all, but I think I like the candy the best. We then see the caller, but only his chin. Mm. He has a cloth over the receiver, and he's disguising his voice by lowering it. Mm. He tells her, I called because I wanted to hear your voice. And you know something? It's as pretty as you are. (laughs) Cindy tells him that he sounds pretty, too. And asks when she can see him in person. The camera pans out. And it's Bobby. What? Brady. Oh my. Yeah. Bobby Brady in a dark room disguising his voice. Hmm. He tells her that he's real busy. And the only time he can see her is at three tomorrow. But she has ballet lessons. Hmm. Cindy's BS detector and training goes off. And she asks, how did you know that? Hmm. Bobby tries to backpedal saying uh, that's when my sister has ballet so I figured you might too hmm. Cindy looks suspicious but then brightens up saying you know what my ballet teacher is sick so hmm. come over to my house tomorrow at 3 and she hangs up the phone Ding. Bobby tries to catch her saying hello but it's to no use he hangs up the phone and says all that trouble to get myself in trouble hmm Damn. So Bobby has a crush on his sister. That's what I'm gathering too. What the hell? Right. Think about it. He wrote like a poem for like very descriptive poem. And then he's so embarrassed that he pays some other kid to do it. Like that's a, that's a love story, man. Yeah. We're not there yet. Game of Thrones shit. Um, (laughs) So does the cloth on the mic really work for disguising your voice? I think it would just make it hard to hear you. That's what I would think. So, here. I have a cloth right here. I'm going to... Here I go. Ready? Okay. New person just entered in the podcast. Okay. But you can't guess who it is. Okay. Hi, Jimmy. It's me. Uh, the John Q. Listener. 
Wow. Do you know who that is? That was incredible. I, no, I, I don't. I You must have a second microphone connected. No, it's all me. I saw was it you. was me. Wait, it was you? Yeah, I just had a cloth out of the microphone. You couldn't tell. What does work is if you have a cup. If you have a cup, cup and you put it up next to the receiver, it sounds like you're Darth Vader. Get right out of town. You I have a cup. Do you do it? Do it real quick. Yeah. What am I doing with the cup? Well, just you, have you're the one that showed this to me. Like this? <laughs> you're the one that showed this to me. You hold that at I an angle. I show this to you. Yeah. You, you hold the open end next to the to where you were talking to the mic, right? You just talk into the cup? Yeah. See? Now say, Luke, I'm your father. Technically, it says, no, okay, I am your father. <laughs> See what I mean? I never showed this to you. Oh. I must have dreamt about it then. But either way. Have. Okay. All right. All right. Good to know. So now now all the listeners have something to do this week. <laughs> um, um, but he did do, in, in all fairness, he did do a decent job at disguising his voice. I thought he did. Like when yeah, they just showed his chin, I wasn't like, ha, bullshit. That's Bobby. Like <laughs> I really, I was really like confused as to who it was till they panned out. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like I was totally like that. Um, <laughs> what so, a twist. I thought that also, and this is another weird technical thing that me and tech noticed that other people may not is when, when Marsha comes running, Marsha and Jan come running towards the phone. It's obvious that it's a handheld shot, right? Because okay. of the way it's bouncing and it's following them around and stuff like that. Yeah. But then at some point, like I noticed, I had to watch it like three times. But at one point when she's standing there talking on the phone, the camera's still moving. Like and moving around a little bit. And I didn't understand why. But when Cindy comes walking in and the camera pans from right to left, it's such a smooth level pan that I think at that point they put it on a tripod. So, so I, I think it was handheld and yeah. they tripoded it. For the pan. I yeah. think that I think that it was a fixed lens, and they had to to come backwards with the camera, and then yeah. they had to put it onto a tripod so they could do that pan smoothly without shaking it around. Because you got to remember huh. these these cameras back then were huge. Yeah. Interesting. All yeah. right. So if you go back and watch it, I'll wait. No, 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 I'm teasing. I ain't gonna wait. So this is where we take our next break. So Cindy right. has a secret admirer, and in spite of doing this time and time again, having to blow up in their faces. One of the family members is pretending to be something they're not just to make a family member feel better. <laughs> Will it blow up in their faces, Tag? Probably. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> This episode of A Very Brady Podcast is brought to you by Fun.com, the best place on the web to find officially licensed gifts, clothing, costumes, toys, and more. Fun.com also offers a variety of exclusive products they make themselves, and you won't find them anywhere else. Search great brands like Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Care Bears, and many more. Click the Fun.com link in today's show notes to see the latest products and also see Save 10% site-wide through August 7th, 2021. Your savings is automatically added to your cart, so just click and shop. Fun.com, your go-to destination for exciting and unique gifts.
and we are back. Woohoo! Man, five of them, Tech. That's insane. Five. Well, you know, you gotta keep practicing, Jimmy. And the you way you there. caught that toilet paper roll on your, you know, like that was that was a thing of beauty, man. Stuck the landing. Yeah, you did. Um, so right off the bat, <clears throat> there's something I want to bring up. Not bad. Um, I made it sound terrible. <laughs> I made it sound like we're going to break up with the audience or something. <laughs> um, but I was listening to one of our sister podcasts today, um, um, the Time Machine podcast. And that's not a shameless plug. I really was listening to it. And um, I just wanted to, to thank and give a shout out to Jason and Old School Tim for mentioning a very pretty podcast. You know, they were just kind of talked about it a little bit and they kind of went back and forth asking whether they were Brady Bunch fans and old school Tim was saying that, you know, he always grew up watching it in syndication and which is how me and you are too. A lot of us are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Jason and um, old school Tim and by default, Mickey, Mickey was supposed to be on the show and I guess he's um, dealing with family member stuff or family yeah. stuff. I shouldn't even say member, but family stuff. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to give him, I just wanted to give him a shout out. No, that's cool. That's awesome. They're uh, part of the retro network, just like us. So yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, I've been listening. I don't know about you, Tack, but I've been listening to some of the podcasts, and I, I really like them. So uh, this yep. again, this isn't a shameless plug. You know, the commercial you you you'll know when it's a commercial. That's a shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty obvious. This is just us talking about what we're listening to. Mm-hmm. But um, but also like I had a funny thing happen when I was doing the synopsis, right? Um, yeah. My son, my four, I have three kids. I have a 14 year old and 11 year old. That's almost going to be going to be 12 this coming weekend. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I have a four year old. And at this point, you know, my four year old knows that I do the synopsis every weekend and he kind of stands around me and he'll kind of watch what I'm doing and everything. And I was watching and we were both watching it. It was the scene where Alice is in the kitchen. Uh, it's towards the end of this episode where she's standing on a chair, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And she makes that Alice face. And it's such an iconic Alice face that the actress that Tech is friends with, believe it or not, uh, that plays oh, Alice no. in the parody movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, makes that face in the parody movies because it's such an iconic Alice face. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my son sees this and completely starts cracking up. No, I, I take that back. It was the scene where Cindy walks out sticking her tongue out. And my son uh-huh. just starts losing it, starts cracking up. So I look at him, I was like, what's so funny, buddy? And he's like, that lady made a funny face. And he points at <laughs> Alice. Um, and that's really the first time I had ever had experience where one of my kids was just like, like, like genuinely enjoying the Brady Bunch without my input, without saying, hey, watch it and having to explain why it's good or whatever. <laughs> right. um, and you've mentioned on, on a couple of, in the last couple of episodes that Randon was kind of giving input. You know, like yeah, that's yeah. the shot mm-hmm. that they use. They didn't have any other shot, but that one. So like, yeah. have you noticed anything with Rannon? Like, did, how does he feel about the show that he's watched a couple of times? He's not really a big fan of it. He thinks it's kind of dumb or whatever, but he'll sit there. If I'm watching it, he'll sit there and watch. He doesn't like it when I have to do the full synopsis because <clears> I pause it every, you know, six seconds. Whatever. Well, you do that anyways when you watch movies, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do sometimes do it. Um, you do be doing that. <laughs> I do be doing that as a people. But uh, if I'm just doing the color commentary and I'm pretty much just watching it, then if he happens to be out there, he'll sit and watch it. But, yeah. hmm. He's not a fan or anything. But I mean, he brings up a good point. The show, by today's standards, maybe the show's really not that good. But neither was Saved by the Bell. Neither was You Can't Do That on mm-hmm. Television. Neither, neither was you know Mr. Wizard's World. Like none of that. None of that stuff was good. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be good. It was just supposed to be crap we watched when we got home from school. Like <laughs> exactly. And this is right up there. That's why this lives in syndication because the shit that people watch when they go from school is supposed to be bad. I used to watch Godzilla movies. That tells you right there. 
<laughs> so I'm going to try to play this uh, more for my four year old to see if he'll he'll get into it to see if it's something that he'll even get into. Hmm. I'm gonna. Nice. It's going to be amazing if my four year old starts loving the loving the Brady Bunch. That would be pretty cool. But what would be cool is like you got a 14 year old watching it. My 12 year old will watch it sometimes with me. But if Luke starts watching it, we're going to have a whole new generation of people coming up. Like I used yeah. to sit around and watch this with my dad because we have younger people that are writing in saying, "Hey, I'm twenty something years old," and yeah, you know, like the one girl, me and my brother watched this and we, you know, make jokes about it. I wonder if you guys are going to catch the same thing. So <clears throat> I think it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. I've never been a huge fan of the Brady Bunch growing up, but I got to admit, doing this podcast made me a fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm more likely For to sure. say now, like, well, wait a minute, the show's not that dumb. Come on, give it a chance. You know, where before this <laughs> podcast, I would have been like, yeah, that show's fucking dumb. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, let's get back into this. When we left off, Bobby thought it would be a good idea to pretend to be Cindy's secret admirer. And I say pretend with air quotes. Right. <laughs> pretend right. to be Cindy's secret admirer. Now he's gotten to the point where he may have to put out. <laughs> Will he go through with it? Well, probably. let's find out. Probably. <clears throat> <laughs> Scene 14. It's night-night time in the Brady's boys' room. That's weird to say. Greg is sound asleep. <laughs> Peter is dreaming of God knows what. And Bobby is wide awake. He looks around and pulls a notebook from underneath his pillow. He pulls out a flashlight and a pen and begins to write. He writes, My dearest Cindy. <laughs> no, Dear Cindy, I can't meet you tomorrow because I'm moving to Europe. <laughs> You'll always be the grooviest. <laughs> Signed, your secret admirer. That's such an extreme thing to do. And I'm, I'm dying of AIDS tomorrow. <laughs> like, what the, I have to Aww. go to the moon on a special trip. Like It's such <laughs> an extreme thing. Right. <laughs> he then takes a note in an envelope and brings it downstairs. Unlocks the door, opens it, and takes it outside to put in the mailbox. But as he's doing this, a wind blows and slams the front door shut and locks Bobby out. Oh, shit. The camera cuts to Carol and Mike, who have heard the door slam and wonder what it is. Back to Bobby, we see him desperately trying to open the door until finally it swings open and he falls into the house. But caught by Mike, who has opened the door. Mm. When Mike sees who it is, he asks him the logical question. The fuck are you doing outside? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs> Quick-witted Bobby answers, walking in my sleep. Mike asks, you always go walking in your sleep in your bathrobe and slippers? Bobby answers, I was dreaming it was cold outside. <laughs> Mike puts his hand on Bobby's shoulder, telling him to come on, but notices the package. Bobby tries to hide it behind his back, but Mike has already seen it and asks him to hand it over. Bobby reluctantly hands it over. When Mike sees what it is, he looks at it, and then Bobby and says, this shit again? (laughs) And he says, are you trying to fuck your sister? (laughs) No, he says, "Is is that you? Bobby quietly nods his head. Mike looks at him sternly and says, upstairs, secret admirer. Two things. One, did you notice Bobby's notebook? No. What about it? It looked like, it almost looked like it was like a design, like something you'd see today. You know, it had almost like paint, like strokes on it. 
like it was like different colors with paint strokes and stuff on it. I would okay. almost expect them to have just like a three ring binder with notebook paper in it. Yeah. But that's what I, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of weird folder thing. It actually looked pretty neat. Like if I saw one today, I'd be like, oh, it's kind of cool. But this was from the 70s. I didn't think they made stuff like that back then. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, and then what was the other thing I was going to bring up? Um, oh, also, you know, in, in these kind of episodes, it's always this ridiculous response. Like he's discovered outside by Mike. Mike's like, what the fuck's going on here? And they always they always come up with this ridiculous shit like, oh, I'm walking in my sleep. All right. If I would have done that, my dad would have whipped my ass. Like for being sarcastic. You know what I mean? Like when you were a kid, if your mom caught you outside, what's going on here? You wouldn't be like, uh, walking in my sleep. You'd look like a moron. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody I, I would buy that. Part of me kind of, kind of wishes sometimes they'd be like, they would act like a real kid. And just be like, what do you mean? Like <laughs> What? I didn't <laughs> know I couldn't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, like if you're a teenager and if I was your mom, like tech, what are you doing outside? I don't know. Exactly. Uh, See, that's the way I get like, what? I don't know. I, I, well, I'm not allowed to go outside now? Well, God. I heard I'm something. To go outside. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But also, what the fuck made the door blow? I don't know. Maybe a g- 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 ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but um, why was the door locked when he, when he was outside? The door shuts and it locks, but Bobby just opened it. So it couldn't have been locked because he just opened it. But I mean, they have like them little like thingies in the doorknob where you twist it and it locks. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when usually when you twist those, the act of opening the door from the inside unlocks the door. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. But also the other thing I noticed was the outside of the door didn't have a keyhole. Well, like not at all or like. No. If you go Was back and like look a, at it, it's just a, a clean doorknob on the outside. There's no keyhole in it. Not even like a deadbolt or anything? Nope. Well, I don't hmm. notice on the deadbolt, but uh, but the deadbolt, hmm. the, 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 it would be impossible for a deadbolt to lock when the door shuts. Because if a deadbolt's well, right, locked, right, right. then right, it's not right, going right. to close. True. Plus, we never see Bobby unlock the deadbolt. We only see him take the chain off. True. But also, did you notice the Bradys have an intercom? I did not notice that. They have an intercom by the front door outside, but we never, ever see them use it. No. And I've seen like, because I've done pizza delivery and there's a lot of houses, especially up north, that have those. Right. And like nobody ever uses it. Oh, really? Okay. So that's a normal thing. I guess. Well, we never see on the inside where the intercom is. Like, where's the other part of it? Unless it's by the front door. Yeah, or upstairs in the master bedroom or something. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, kind of funny, too, when I was a young kid back when I was like four, when my parents were actually still together. Right. Um, my dad had actually installed like intercoms like that throughout the house. Mm. And uh, my dad was pretty handy with like electronics and stuff like that. So I, I think he actually made them <laughs> and put them around the house because this kind of electronic stuff he did. Huh. And um and I remember he also made a keypad for his truck. So instead of having a key, you just had to type in your key code and it would start the truck. It was kind of neat. Oh, it's for the ignition. Yeah, yeah. That's ignition. pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Fucking nice. Um 
But also, I thought it was a nice touch that uh, Mike hurt his foot. It adds nothing to the scene at all. It's just oh, yeah, one of those yeah. things yeah. that he added. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Or he really liked his toe. <laughs> He's <laughs> taking character the whole time. Right. <laughs> scene 15. We are in the master bedroom. Bobby is sitting on the bed next to Carol, and Mike is sitting in a chair, A.C. Slater style. <laughs> Bobby starts saying he only wanted to make Cindy feel more grown up like Marsha and Jan. Mike starts by assuring him that they know he meant well. Carol takes over saying, making Cindy believe she had an imaginary boyfriend was only building her up for a big letdown. Hmm. Mike builds off of this saying, she was bound to find out the truth sometime. Bobby agrees, saying, I guess you're right, and asks, what are we going to do? Mike gives him the stink mm-hmm. eye and says, we aren't going to do anything. Ooh. You are. Carol tells him that he is going to tell Cindy the truth first thing in the morning, so he can think about that shit all night. <laughs> Bobby gets a smirk and asks, can I write her? Can I write it on a note and leave it under a door? <laughs> Carol and Mike shakes their head no. Damn. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny that Mike sat in the chair backwards. <laughs> it's the first time we ever see Mike do that. And it's not like the traditional kind of chair that you would sit in backwards. So yeah. he ha- he must have had to straddle his legs a lot to sit in that chair like that. Um, But it's always, to me, I don't know how you feel about it, but to me it's always strange when I hear um, Mike called Bobby Bo- Bob. It's, to me it just sounds weird. Um, yeah. It's kind of like... I don't know, like if you've ever had like one of your parents' friends call your parents by their real name, it just seems weird too. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, Bobby, and the other thing is Bobby didn't seem nervous about this at all. Like it didn't bother him at all that he has to do this. This would terrify the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess I, I can see that. Scene 16. It's now the next morning. Peter is wearing a pair of black pants and tan shirt with black stitching and Enjoys surfing, backgammon, and men who aren't afraid to cry. While Greg is wearing a ridiculous red shirt with a collar over the top of a blue button-down shirt, he's also wearing <laughs> that that red collar. Like went on for days. <sighs> that looks so dumb. <laughs> I don't mean to rag on like you know stuff that's popular at the time, but I got a feeling this wasn't popular at the time. This is some weird shit that they decided to do to Greg. <laughs> weird shit we're gonna do some weird shit with you today just saying so you know. yeah right <laughs> anyway along with a pair of teal pants that almost match their blankets so I mean like bright red like a so like a coke can red with like yeah. a, a really dark navy blue sh- shirt so he's wearing two shirts because i think the red shirt was a button-up shirt <laughs> the blue shirt was a button-up shirt but the red shirt's collar was over top of the blue shirt and then he's and not a even jean wearing, jacket, I think, too. What was it? And then he's not even wearing jeans or anything with this. He's wearing teal pants. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I don't, I don't get maybe it. I just don't <clears throat> get it. Yeah. So Peter and Bobby say, Come on, Bobby, breakfast is ready. Bobby is sitting on the bed, not really wanting to go. He simply says, I'll be there in a minute. Peter jokes that he may eat some of his pancakes. <laughs> Greg points at Peter, joking, and says, I'll split him with you. Just then, Bobby jumps up and nervously asks Greg and Peter if he can ask them something. They, of course, say sure. Bobby begins, well, if you have to do something you really don't want to do, how do you do it? Greg begins by saying, if you got to do it, do it quick. Get it over with. 
Peter joins in saying, yeah, quick, like when you take medicine and one big gulp, blah. Greg asks Bobby what he has to do. Bobby simply says, oh, something, blah. Greg says, good luck, and walks out. Just do it quick, like, you know, when you bring an ugly chick home from the bar. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I thought that was decent brotherly advice. Yeah. Um, They didn't, like, rag on him like they normally would. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. All right, scene 17. In the girls' room, Cindy is making her bed. Okay, Jan and Marsha come up to her, saying how she must be excited to meet her secret admirer. Cindy just smiles and says, I hope he's taller than me. Damn. As she puts the <laughs> as she puts the finishing touches on her bed. The girls leave the room as Bobby walks in. When Cindy goes to leave, Bobby stops her, asking her if he can speak to her for a minute. Cindy says, okay, just don't make her late, to which Bobby agrees. Bobby hesitates, trying to think of what words to say. Finally, he begins with, you know those notes and things you've been getting from your secret admirer? Cindy nervously says, yeah. Bobby begins again saying, well, but loses the courage and tells her that he writes poems too. Cindy smiles and tells Bobby, not as good as his. (laughs) Bobby tries another route, asking her if the voice in the phone kind of sounded like his. Cindy (laughs) tells Bobby, oh no, he's a much older man, at least 13. (laughs) <laughs> Bobby feeling both both frustrated and nervous says well I have something to tell you Cindy excitedly says what but Bobby loses the mm. nerve saying mm. I guess it can wait Cindy shrugs and says okay and leaves the room Bobby's shoulders drop as he leaves the room too oh mm. I was really impressed by this I thought these kids did a really good job in the scene they did. They actually did a really good job. I thought um, Mike Lookingland did really good with his facial yeah. expressions. Yeah, I thought he did real good. As I noticed what they like to do on this show, and I don't know if it's on purpose or if it's just the way it's coming out. They they like in every scene. It's like it's almost like they like to have a like a emotional arc in the scene. And it seems yeah. like every scene that they have a serious tone to that likes to do it. Mike is the best at it because, like I've said before, with Mike scenes. You can almost break it up into sections. And you, and I think that's probably how we approached it with the child actors. But mm-hmm. this is the first time we really see it with two child actors doing that. So you can see yeah. definitive parts of the scene where they kind of switch directions. So I don't know if that's an acting thing that they're doing, like from an acting coach or what, but it's kind of neat. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I liked it. Good job on them. Scene 18. After school, we see Bobby run out of the school and up to a boy at a bike rack. He calls for him. Tommy, I've been looking all over for you. I figured you might want to do some swapping. And Tommy says, sure. And they run back and sit at the steps of the school. <laughs> some spit <They> swapping. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. They both pull things out of their pockets. Tommy starts by asking Bobby, what have you got? Bobby says, well, I hate to give it up, but what would you give me for this rabbit's foot? Tommy thinks for a moment and reaches into his pocket and pulls out his middle finger. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so no. awesome! No, he didn't. What do you give me for this? I got. Hold on, let me find it. I think it's in his palm. <laughs> there it is. Oh God! They no. should have. They should have put that in there. That's awesome. 
<laughs> he answers, I'll give you this pencil sharpener. Bobby happily says, it's a deal, as they swap and give each other a high five. <laughs> I didn't realize that was part of it. Like, I did this wrong in school. I didn't know you're supposed to high five each other at the end. Otherwise, it didn't count. <laughs> Bobby then gets a sly look on his face and says, look what I got. As he pulls out a half dollar, Tommy gets excited as he exclaims, wow, a real Kennedy half dollar. Is that how he said it? Dollar? Yeah, that's how he said it. Yeah, he's like this little Brooklyn kid living in California. <laughs> what do you want for it? Bobby answers, are you kidding? It's too valuable to swap. Tommy says, oh, come on. I'll give almost anything for it. Bobby gets that sly look again and asks, would you do almost anything for it? Tommy asks, like what? Bobby stands up and unzips his zipper. <laughs> no, he did. We are so juvenile. Oh my god! <laughs> How did you compare us? So we're like two twelve-year-olds that find our dad's tape recorder or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the show is. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. This is, this is when Bobby found his. <clears throat> oh my god and that's how that's basically the synopsis for a very brady podcast that is yeah that's picture two 12 year olds <laughs> hey i found my dad's tape recorder picture cool. bobby and peter finding mike's tape recorder <laughs> and talking about their favorite show that's what this is um, <clears throat> oh my god it's so funny um the, where i got that idea from the middle finger thing yes yeah. i was at a stoplight one time and i was checking my phone and um, I think I was on, um, no, I wasn't on my motorcycle, uh, but I was at a stoplight and had my window rolled down. I'm checking my phone, right? And I hear somebody like quickly honk their horn beside me. So I'd look to my left and there were four business guys in the car. Yeah. And they were all laughing and they look at me and they do the motion like they have their phone up to their ear and they're like, they point and they say the phone and they go, put yeah. it away. And they're laughing hysterically. And yeah. so I was like, and I looked at my phone, looked back at them, and they start cracking up. So I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> and I start acting like I'm rummaging around in the in the, the console and in the door. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, here it is. And I turn around, I gave him the middle finger, and I drove off. So, <laughs> that's where I got that idea from. Just, I just thought that was funny. Why uh, really think it's so funny? I have no clue. No idea. But also... Um, <laughs> Um, I, I got curious about the whole, like, why is the Kennedy half dollar such a big deal? Like, that was the question it has. Like, oh, yeah. He's like a real Kennedy half dollar. Okay. So a, this person's never seen a Kennedy half dollar, apparently not in real life. Yeah. But it's popular enough for people to talk about. Like I've never yeah. seen the, I've probably never seen the quarter for like Alaska, but I don't, we don't sit around. Is that a real Alaskan quarter? Like nobody cares. <laughs> <Right>. <clears throat> so I started wondering. When this design came out, this design came out in 1964, and then I remember that Kennedy, I want to say, was shot in 69. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I could be I could be mistaken. I should probably Google that out of respect. No, it's 100%. It was 69. It? Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is only like two years removed from when Kennedy got shot. Yeah. So I imagine that would be like them having a coin to commemorate you know, the, tw the Twin Towers before 9-11 came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, two years after 9-11 came out, you can't find these things anywhere. And some kid shows up at school saying, hey, check this out. And it's the coin with the Twin Towers on it. 
So. Yeah, that's probably a good point. <clears throat> yeah. So I just got curious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> also, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know Bobby swung that way. That's you know, <laughs> shows progressive. We talked about that. Yeah. Scene nineteen. Back at the Brady residence, we see Alice walking to the front door to answer it, which I thought was strange because we never hear it ring or knock. We just she just goes answer it. <laughs> Anyways, she opens the door and it's Tommy. Tommy is standing there holding the most beautiful bunch of flowers ever. With a deadpan <laughs> expression, he tells Alice, Hi, my name is Tommy Jameson, and I have a date with Cindy. <laughs> Alice smiles and says, Oh, so you're the mystery man. Come on in. <clears throat> and then somebody had a reminder, No, that's not the grocery boy. Calm down, <laughs> Alice. Let Couldn't me you show you around my for room. me. Like, what? <laughs> <clears throat> Let me show you my oven. <laughs> As they walk into the- <laughs> my, my Dutch oven, uh, yes. Ew. Let me show you where I need the dough. <laughs> um, as they walk into the living room, Tommy explains that Cindy doesn't know who he is, but it's him. Hmm. Tommy seems nervous, so Alice tells him he's a very fine-looking him. Hmm. Uh, Alice walks to the base of the stairs, <clears throat> excuse me, and calls for Cindy, telling her that there's someone here to see her. Alice tells him to sit down and make himself at home, then leaves to the kitchen, <laughs> leaving Tommy to just stand there. Like, she's <laughs> like, have a seat, make yourself at home. And he just stands there staring at the stairs like, that's not what the director told me to do. He told me to stand here. Um, <laughs> As Cindy arrives at the top of the stairs, she stops. Their eyes meet. As mm. what is a youth begins to play. That's so specific. Is that that that's the like, song? You've never heard that song? <clears throat> From I don't I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you've never seen Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember that movie. Is that the sex <laughs> voice, scene part? Your voice cracked when you're like, yeah. <laughs> is that the sex scene part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, the part that's singing when they first meet each other um, in the. Um, um, at the the ball or whatever it is, the dance. This is what played as she was walking yeah. down the stairs. Yep. Huh. Nice catch. That didn't sound familiar. I don't know. I saw the movie like once a long time. <clears throat> I had to sing middle it. school. I had to sing it at a wedding. That's the only reason I knew what it was. <clears throat> but um. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jan and Marsha are seen peeking around the corner near the bedroom, smiling. Cindy hmm. finally stands face to face with Tommy and tells him, at last, hmm. I have the pleasure of making your acquaintance. Hmm. Tommy simply says, hi, and shoves the flowers <laughs> in her hands. <laughs> Cindy takes the flowers and points out to Tommy that she's wearing her, his ribbon. Tommy, who is confused, answers, my ribbon. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Cindy then suggests going outside, saying, let's step outside. A breath of fresh air would be nice. You can kiss me on the veranda. <laughs> and then he says, well, the lips would be fine. It's like, can I put my hand on your corset? And she's like, what? I am not that kind of lady. <laughs> As they exit the kitchen. Um, this kid, I thought he didn't suck nearly as bad as some of the other kids did. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, he wasn't, bad. he wasn't good, <laughs> but he didn't suck nearly <laughs> as bad. Um, 
But also, what's up with these blue-eyed people on the show? <laughs> They're like, they have an anti-brown-eye rule or something. Um, I know, right? I guess. But also, um, that's not the same outfit Tommy wore to school. Well, maybe you have a change for this date. Yeah, but the date's at 3. Don't they get it out of school at like 2.30 or something? I don't know what time they get out of school. Okay. <clears throat> Scene 20. In the kitchen, we see Alice peeking around the corner, spying. Shocking. She notices her short little boss coming and quickly gets back to work. Cindy walks into the kitchen and tells Alice that they may want some refreshments later. To which Alice replies, oh, of course, I'll start working on that right away. She then hands Alice the weeds, or flowers, asking her to put them in water. Alice humors her and takes them. Cindy sticks her tongue out as if she's trying to do, tired of doing this stupid scene as she walks <laughs> off towards the sliding glass door. She do be doing that. <clears throat> now I looked it up, and it, what's well, in the trivia at the beginning of the episode? Um, she thought they were rehearsing, so she was yeah. obviously tired of doing the scene. Didn't want to do it anymore because yeah. you know shitty Tommy like can't get his fucking lines right or whatever the circumstances were. So she's <laughs> right. just like, Meow. so that was kind of funny. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> scene 21. Hey, this is the same scene as the number episode it is. Oh, this is special. Oh, Cindy takes her newfound love outside. She's showing him the backyard and tells him this is where I used to play when I was <laughs> a little girl. Hmm. Tommy then asks, want to have a swing contest? <laughs> Cindy says swings are for children. I think Ernest Hemingway is very interesting. Don't you? Tommy confused asks, does he go to our school? <laughs> Cindy rolls her eyes and says, of course not. He's a famous writer. Tommy hmm. then spots the teeter totter and points out how neat it is. But mature Cindy once again points out how it's for children and that she's outgrown them. Um, it's Cynthia. That's true. Yeah. Tommy then suggests climbing a tree. But Cynthia tells him mm. that it's not very mature either. Mm. Tommy, growing bored of mature Cynthia, tells her, well, <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. Bye. Cindy, <laughs> Cindy, realizing that she may have messed up, runs after him and says, well, t Tommy, don't you like me? Tommy tells her that she's just too grown up. <laughs> Cindy backpedals like a motherfucker saying, I'm not completely grown up. I was just pretending for our date. Cindy then pulls the clip out of her pigtails and tells Tommy, see, this is how I really look. Tommy looks at her hair and tells her, hey, that's neat. Cindy <laughs> then tells Tommy that she's actually, she actually likes to climb trees and swing and play on the teeter-totter. Hmm. Tommy, realizing how groovy Cindy is, asks, <laughs> you do? Cindy tells him that she even likes to collect lizards. Tommy gets excited telling Cindy that he likes to collect them too. Tommy, <clears throat> excuse me, getting more and more into Cindy, walks her over to the teeter-totter, telling her that he never thought he'd meet a girl who likes lizards. Hmm. Tommy then tells Cindy that this is the best date he's ever had. But it's also <laughs> the only date he's ever had. Just then, Alice walks out with just a little snack for the kids, just a tiny, tiny little <laughs> snack, <laughs> just a little morsel, just a tiny one. <clears throat> she then, <laughs> she walks it was the biggest fucking banana splits. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. It was like, like she could open up a shop. Um, 
She walks out into the back porch and with a proper accent calls out, Refreshment time. (laughs) Both kids run over super excited at the sight of these banana splits. Tommy (laughs) tells Cindy that he likes banana splits almost as much as lizards. (laughs) Alice tells him that he's, he has to settle for bananas because she's not serving lizard splits. (laughs) That was also my nickname in high school. Was it lizard (laughs) Lizard splits? splits. (laughs) That reminds me of the joke. How do you get mothballs? Well, you get this little sharp razor and you. <clears throat> you got to hold her little legs up. <laughs> yeah. You got to hold her legs up. You got a really sharp knife. Um, <laughs> I'm glad Cindy learned her lesson, you know, about acting mature, yeah. more mature than she could. Because this, this was more powerful of a lesson than Mike or Carol ever could have taught her. Because she flat out saw like, wow, I actually had a guy interested in me. And I almost lost it because I was trying to act like, you know, Jan and Cindy or Jan and Marsha does. Um, But also um, she almost missed out on stroking Tommy's lizard. So. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. I'm moving on. Okay. Scene 22. Later in the kitchen, Mike and Carol come home from grocery shopping. Carol says, Oh, Alice, you should have seen the stores. You wouldn't believe the crowds. Mike says, and you wouldn't believe the price tags. <laughs> he had like a little cigar in his mouth. <laughs> Carol looks outside and notices Cindy on the teeter-totter with a boy and asks, Oh, who's that boy out there with Cindy? Alice says, Oh, that's Tommy Jameson. Cindy's date. Mike exclaims, Date? Alice goes on, It's her secret admirer. Carol says, But that can't be her secret admirer. Bobby was supposed to, and then she looks at Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike asks, where the fuck's Bobby? <laughs> Alice points to the family room and tells him he's in there. Mike and Carol leave to the family room. Hmm. So, like, okay. thought it was interesting that they come home and then, you know, Alice is like, oh, yeah, Cindy's on a date with a boy. Like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> Cindy's out in the backyard humping some kid. (laughs) And uh, here's my little, uh, I noticed noticed something with, you know, wardrobe. (laughs) My fanfare. Why was Mike wearing a watch on the outside of his shirt sleeve? (laughs) So he could read it easily? I guess. I've never seen anybody do that. I've I've seen seen people. before, but it's weird. I've seen people wear like, like polo shirt, like collared shirts like I'm wearing. With their necklace underneath their collar. (laughs) Good way to break your necklace when you go take your shirt off, but okay. Right. Yeah. Scene 23. Hmm. In the den, Mike and Carol walk in to see Bobby standing at the window, and somehow he didn't hear what was just said 15 feet away in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) But But when his name is called out by Mike, he nervously turns to him. Mike walks saying... You care to explain what's going on out there? Carol adds, you were supposed to have a talk with Cindy today. Bobby hmm. explains, I got a better idea. I gave Tommy. get Tommy's dicky sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting him to go, well, you see, dad, you know, when they bend their legs and straighten them out, it, it adds momentum to the swing. You know, anyway, <clears throat> uh, Bobby explains, I got a better idea. I gave Tommy my Kennedy half dollar to be Cindy's secret admirer. Hmm. Carol sternly looks at Bobby asking, you bribed him to be Cindy's date. 
Bobby's like, mm. look at her. No, I'm teasing. Uh, Bob, <laughs> Bobby answers, well, it's only 50 cents. Just then Tommy comes up and knocks on the sliding door, <laughs> about knocks it through the frame, um, and waves Bobby to come outside. When Bobby goes outside, he asks Tommy what he wants. Tommy tells him that he wants to give him the Kennedy half dollar back. Hmm. Bobby immediately gets defensive, telling him, oh, no, you made a deal. Now you have to stick to it. Tommy, who looks completely confused, tells Bobby, I will. But you don't have to pay me to play with Cindy. She's neat. But <laughs> after a confused look from Bobby, he adds, for a girl, I mean. <laughs> he then hands the half dollar back to Bobby and walks away. Bobby shrugs and walks inside where Carol and Mike are still standing. Bobby walks in asking them, isn't that great? Didn't cost me anything. Mike tells him to hang on a minute because this incident is not quite finished. While throwing the coin up into the air and catching it, Bobby grins and tells Mike, well, before you say anything, just remember, it's a happy ending. Carol <laughs> catches the coin and starts to make a jerk off motion with her hands. <laughs> she does. What? She's like shaking the coin in her hand. It looks like she's jerking off. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, but it's it's kind of funny because Bobby's like, remember, it didn't cost anything. And Carol catches it. And she like does a jerk off. It's like big fucking deal. Like that's what it looked like. But, <clears throat> um. I thought this kid was really nice. I kind of like this kid. I kind of hope yeah, he comes he's back. A good kid. Um, <laughs> the, the, the jerk off thing. Just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like twelve. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I do wonder if that character comes back because he'd be a good addition. Yeah. So this is kind of like Pretty Woman. Then I don't know. I've never seen it. You know, where Bobby basically hires a hooker for his sister. <laughs> yeah. And then she ends up finding love instead and decides you don't have to pay me but in in pretty woman like what's his face his brother doesn't do it right like he doesn't <laughs> no no okay. yeah he hires her himself <clears throat> but hmm. still interesting hmm yeah only they weren't walking down the street like in the song so yeah he's pimping out his best friend of his sister it's awesome mm -hmm. that's better than pimping out his sister his best friend Guess yeah. so. Scene 24. Cindy comes running down the stairs and into the kitchen calling for Alice. Alice sings, yes. <laughs> Cindy runs in and says, the lizard Tommy gave me is out of his box. Have you seen him? Alice says, yes, I have. He's over there. The camera cuts to Alice standing on top of the kitchen table with a frightened look on her face. Cindy giggles and walks over to pick up the lizard. I thought about this and if it, I know this is in California, but they probably have the smaller lizards like we have here, like the annuls. They require yeah. very specialized lighting. So if she's keeping it in that box, it's going to die in a couple months. So, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So anyways, I have three lizards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. Yes. This was right. a very difficult episode. I'm, it's because Boy. I did the wrong synopsis and then we tried to record oh, yeah. and I fucked that up too. So this has been a very <laughs> difficult recording. So I apologize. I am the reason if this is late, I'm the reason this was late. So I do apologize. Usually it's my fault, but this time it's Jimmy's. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, it was a fun little episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I mean, it's uh, the same storyline rehashed for a third time, but that's okay. <laughs> so Jimmy, I have something to read. Mm. This is kind of like, oh, like when you get your test back in school and you know you fucked up. 
<laughs> and you're just wondering how many red marks you see on it. Like, this is what this feels like to me. <laughs> well, I do have an email to read. Okay. It's from Tammy K. I think I'm saying that right. That sounds like an 80s pop singer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she says, um, hi there. I'm a huge BB fan and recently discovered your podcast. I've gone back in time and I'm listening to your episodes in order. Oh, I'm currently on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. She said, I'm currently on season one, episode 12. So I heard you talking about episode 13 being unavailable to stream. That means she has no fucking clue who you are, Jimmy. <laughs> Yet. Oh, hmm. I guess I should just keep my mouth shut. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I realized this was recorded in 2019, okay, so you may already know this. Okay. But episode 13 is available on DVD box set. I told you, I said, I told you, I'm kind of a Brady freak. So, of course, I own the DVDs. Mm-hmm. I own the DVD. Tammy goes on. I hope you're able to get your hands on the disc so you can check out the episode and any of the others that are not streaming. As someone who loves all things Brady, thanks for making me giggle each week. You help make my drives to and from work much more enjoyable. Tammy K. That's cool. So that's that was a decent one. Yeah, that's a nice little. That was I appreciate it, Tammy. And we went back and forth a couple times. You know, I I reminded her. I was like, not reminded her, but I told her like, hey. Uh, just so you know, Tammy, we have a contest starting like right oh, good. now. Good, good. So you might want to listen to the latest episodes. He can be in on that because you know how that goes. I mean, listen but, to your few episodes behind on the podcast and you hear like this amazing Tammy contest doesn't need it because she already had the DVDs. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and also, Tammy, uh, this this is Jimmy. He's been, this yeah, is the hello. second season has been on nice here. To meet so. You. so Tammy, if you win, you know, like, can I have your DVDs? <laughs> I'm teasing. Um kind of. <clears throat> but uh, you bring up a good point though. Uh we do have the contest coming up. Uh the yeah. contest runs. It's currently active right now. If you're if you listen to this episode the you know the week it comes out, it's going on right now. So pause this op- this podcast, go at your go to the website, uh com and uh enter. You can enter up to six times. Uh the contest runs from June first uh to June eleventh. So, uh, yeah, yep. go there and try to win. Yep. And the prize is the Bradyus DVD box set or something like that. <laughs> but it's got uh, the entire series <clears throat> as well as the cartoon, I think the variety show, but it also has the two parody movies made in the 90s. But every, basically well. everything with the Brady name on it, you know, except, yeah. you know, the football player. I mean, he's probably not on it. But, yeah. um, but also, <laughs> we are not um, handling we We don't have our hands in the contest. Um, right. So we are going to be notified who wins. Like we're not handling it. Um, but the, the very awesome and cool people, um, are, you know, our, our, our brothers and sisters, so to speak at the retro network are handling this for us. And, uh, they're awesome and they're great. And, uh, it was their idea to do this. And we think it's cool that they're, you know, so into this and, uh, yeah. So Mm-hmm. I would run. I would highly encourage you to run on over to the Retro Netro, the Retro Networks website, and check them out too because it's 100 percent worth it, and they have some really cool shows and stuff. So yeah, Hell yeah, <clears throat> they just have cool media. It's not just the podcast; they got articles and stuff on their website too. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, the disclaimer: Tech always does it, but I, I think I'm gonna do it this yeah. time. Okay. We had fun here today, but please don't be offended. We do absolutely love the show. We wouldn't put so much work into it. And we're not racist or sexist. 
Unless we're role playing. Nope. You know. <laughs> and then we'd like to personally thank our producers from Patreon. Without you, this could not be possible. And we want to do a special shout out for our OPs. OP. Ginny and Jim. Heck yeah. So your homework assignments, if you choose to accept them. Mm-hmm. Number one, go check out the website, www.averybradypodcast.com. That's where they have the, the contest information. That's where we have information on uh, the retro network. Where if you're, if you're mm-hmm. into this show, you're probably into the retro aspect of the show. And if you're into the retro aspect of the show, you're going to love everything else on the retro network. So go, I mm-hmm. highly encourage you to check, the, at least look at it one time. You might look at it one time and be like, yeah, it's not for me. Okay, you don't hurt my feelings, but at least check it out once. <laughs> That's right. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and CastBox. Tell two friends about the show, or if you hate the show, tell two enemies. Or you can send an email like Tammy Kay did and show us uh, how you like or dislike the show by checking out everybodypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. And speaking of that, um, hmm. There was a conversation going on on Instagram about doing what you had just mentioned, the infamous episode 13 oh, that's, right. that's missing. Um, yeah. Pepe, I believe it was, had the idea yeah. of um, doing it for the Patreon subscribers, which I think is a great idea. That is a great yeah. idea. So, so we will Pe- probably do season one, episode 13. Yeah. So apparently Patreon. Pepe is going to do it for the Patreon subscribers. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no we're, we're still going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. Uh, what's going to happen is we're going to have a hiatus. We do this every season at the end of the hiatus. We take like a month off um, before we jump back into the next season to season four. In that hiatus mm-hmm. is when we'll go ahead and record episode 13 and then it'll be released to the Patreon subscribers. Hmm. Yes. I love it. Um, check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get the real time updates. Like for instance, right now there's a post Saying this episode was going to be late, and it was, as you know. Actually, I said it, get that information. It's actually said it may be late, but they already know because they're hearing it that it was late. That's true. So. Yes. <laughs> um, also, on on the Instagram, like we had it happen the other day where Christopher Knight, you know, recognized one of our comments, which I, that always makes me mm-hmm. feel good. It's always exciting to me. Yep. Um, but also, uh, your last bit of homework: go watch the Brady Bunch. Now, yeah. hear what I'm saying. I am encouraging you to go watch the Brady Bunch. And I'm not saying that like, <laughs> you guys got to check out this dumpster fire out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is a good show. Go check it out. I wouldn't say that if I didn't love it. So keep that in mind, all you negative Nellies right. that are writing in the show. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we don't have very many, so I shouldn't say it like that. But if you feel that mm-hmm. way, just remember, I'm telling you to go watch it. I wouldn't tell you to go watch something that sucks. I'm not telling yeah, you to go watch Ed. Friends. So I'm, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tack is now going to tell you what to expect on the next episode. All right. On the next episode is going to be season three, episode 22 called my fair opponent. Marsha's class nominates ugly duckling Molly Weber for senior <laughs> banquet night host as a joke. Marsha decides to give her a makeover so she can win. But what will Marsha do when she discovers at the last minute that she is actually Molly's competition. She's going to crush that bitch's ego is what she's going to do. That's right. In pure Marsha fashion like style. Shit. Yep. She's going to hit her yeah. with the face of the football. <laughs> no. So I'm guessing this is like a play on like My Fair Lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Molly's going to be all like, 
The rain in Spain falls <laughs> mainly on the plains. Does that mean they're going to go to like horse racing? Horse racing? Yeah. Oh, is that what they? Is that what they? The are? Ascot races? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh-uh. It's been a while. <laughs> were you ever in the show? I think I was stage hand or something in that show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. What were you props or something? I think I you were know, props. Something like that. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so I guess that's it. Right. I don't know, Jimmy, what I did, but I know I I had to give you props. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Huh? Anyway. Well, I guess that's that's I guess that's the end of it. That's all you have. That's it. All right. Cool. Well, I have been Jimmy, and I've been Tech, and this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keith Smolton. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.